0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu You're listening to the Qalam Podcast Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan Over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to and downloaded the Qalam Podcast Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And insha'Allah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqa jariyya. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q A L A M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are, inshallah, bidnilah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be. Your Sadaqa Jariya for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu Khairan. Wassalamu Alaikum. Wa Rahmatullahi Bismillahi Walhamdulillah wa salatu wa Salaamu Ala rasulillah Wa Ala Alihi wa sahbihi Ajma'in. Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu continuing with our series, exploring the concept of peace and tranquility, serenity in the Quran, and then reflecting on how we can acquire that peace and tranquility within our lives. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala in Surah number six, Surah anam which is a really fascinating Surah of the Quran, if I may digress for a moment, Suratul anam it's mentioned in some authentic narrations. This is a very lengthy surah that spans, that covers the area of at least the juz, an entire juz. And there are authentic narrations that mention that this entire surah came down all at once. And this is the largest section of the Qur'an that was revealed at once, in one instance. Secondly, this Surah, Suratul Al-An'am, Surah number 6, is understood to be the Qur'an's thesis, the course that the Qur'an provides on faith, on belief, on theology, and spirituality. And so in this Surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when talking about the concept of salam, happens, I'm going to particularly go through the verses of the Qur'an which talk about the concept of the salam as in the greeting, right? Because as we're familiar, when we greet one another, we greet each other with salam. As-salamu alaykum. So there are verses in the Qur'an that talk about this concept of the greeting and what that greeting represents. What does it mean? What does it signify? What does it represent? So this is the first verse that we're going to take a look at. This is verse number 54 from Surah Al-An'am, Surah number 6. And in this verse, Allah addresses the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi And Allah says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa When they come to you, when they come to you, when who comes to you? Allah describes them as, yuminuna bi-ayatina, Those who are believing in our signs. Those who are believing in our signs. Interesting, and the English doesn't do a great job in terms of capturing this. But when Allah talks about faith, When Allah talks about iman, when Allah talks about belief, and someone who has already believed, Allah says, اَمَنُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا صَالِحَاتِ Allah uses the past tense. That means somebody has fully embraced the faith. Somebody has completely come into the fold of Islam. Someone has totally become a Muslim. But here is not the past tense, but the present and future tense. bi ayatina, And in the Arabic language, this kind of a verb, the present and future tense verb, what it signifies is that something is not yet complete. Something is not yet done. The mold has not set. The ink has not dried. We're not done yet. It's still a work in progress. And so what Allah is describing here, bi ayatina, Allah is telling the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, when those people who are still a work in progress, when the people who are still working on their faith, the people who are still figuring things out, they're definitely inclined. They definitely feel intrigued by Islam. They maybe even believe at some level. They're intrigued by it. They're inclined towards it. But they're not yet fully there. They're a work in progress. When these people come to you, then what should your response be? What should your reaction be to their arrival. So Allah tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Say, Salamun Salamun Which we can understand that as the general, just the generic greeting of Islam, which in and of itself is still very powerful if you think about it, give them the salams. Meaning greet them like a brother, greet them like a sister. Greet them like a community member. The fact that they're not fully there yet, you know, in flux or in turmoil, should not be held against them. Don't make them feel different because they're still figuring things out, but welcome them. Come on in, welcome. Howdy, come on in. Salamun alaykum, welcome, welcome wa sahlan, Welcome them. Number one. Number two, if you think about the meaning of what Salamun alaykum also means, it's peace be unto you, peace be upon you, right? The formal translation. Which what you're basically is, it's a dua. You're saying may Allah send His peace upon you. May Allah shower His peace down upon you. May Allah cover you with His tranquility. May Allah fill your life with peace and serenity and tranquility. That's such a powerful thing. That you greet someone, you welcome someone with a dua. Not with skepticism. Who's that guy? Hey, hey, who's that? i would never seen him here. Uh, Excuse me, can I help you? Right? Which sounds like maybe that's not that bad of a thing, but it's a little off-putting. It's a little off-putting. But rather than that, welcoming someone with the greeting that embraces them and makes du'a for them, Salamun alaykum, Assalamu alaykum. Welcome, come on in, wa wasabah. And thirdly, the Prophet sallallahu say said that he arrived in al-Madinah al the day the Prophet sallallahu arrived into the city of medina and inaugurated the city of he gave his inaugural address all the residents of medina were gathered together there were muslims there were arab some of the arabs who still worshipped idols and there was a jewish community and then there was a you know a scattering of different individuals some faiths and backgrounds but there was a variety miscellaneous group of people all of them were gathered together and the Prophet sallallahu addressed them. Imperial address of Medina. And what he said was, Ya nas, O humanity, O mankind, O people. And the very first point that he laid out for his vision for Medina, the prophetic community, was afshus salaam. Which means two things. Number one, It means greet one another, spread the greetings. Everyone be greeting one another. And secondly, it also means afshus salam, spread peace. Make sure everyone in this community feels safe, feels welcome, feels secure, feels like they belong. And that's what we see here, that Allah is telling the Prophet wasallam, reminding the Prophet wasallam, instructing, instructing the Prophet wasallam. but in actuality, we're the ones who are being taught through the example of the Prophet wasallam, that when people show up, we should be going out and reaching out to people. But if we're failing to do our job, when people show up, the least we can do is not turn them away. The least we can do is not be a reason for them to not come back. But when they show up and they're still figuring things out and that's okay because no one's got everything figured out. Fakul salamun alaykum. Welcome them, number one. Step number one, welcome them. Number two is now, of course they're here to pray, they're here to listen, they're here to learn, they're here to grow in their faith, learn their faith. How should you go about in teaching your faith? Allah gives us a curriculum, right? A question What's a good place to start? Allah tells us exactly where to start. It is a good question, but at the same time, it's not a question that hasn't been answered already. The answer' is right here.. Which if you literally translate it, it's very interesting. It means your Lord, God, Allah, your Lord, has mandated upon Himself, He has mandated mercy upon Himself. What does that mean? What it's saying is that your Lord has promised, has promised that He will always be merciful. Now, if you think about what that means, nothing is mandatory upon God. Allah does not owe us anything. But this is the generosity and the kindness of Allah, that Allah is saying, I am promising you, I am guaranteeing to you, that I will be merciful with you. And that's where there's a remarkable narration in Sahih Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim that mentions Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, that the Prophet said, when God created all of the creation, Kataba fi arsh, God wrote down in His book that is with Him above the throne. In that indeed my mercy dominates and overcomes my wrath and my anger." There's another narration similar in which Ibn Abu Anuma narrates that the Prophet ﷺ said, when God is done deciding the fate of the creation, he brought out a book from with from under the throne, and it said therein that my mercy supersedes. My anger and my wrath. And Allah declared that I am the most merciful of all of those capable of showing mercy. قَبْضَتًا قَبْضَتًا and then God will reach down into the hellfire and bring out Such a huge amount of humanity from the hellfire. These people had never done any righteousness or good in their lives. But Allah will pull them out from the bowels of the hellfire. And it will be written on their foreheads that these are the people that were freed from the hellfire by Allah. Because Allah promised that my mercy supersedes my wrath and my anger. And so that's, and there's another really beautiful narration, Salman al farisi Before he even became Muslim, he traveled the world and he studied the ancient scripture. And he said one of the things that he found in the ancient scripture was, rahmatin, Allah created a hundred portions of mercy. وجعل مئة رحمة قبل أن يخلق الخلق فوضع بينهم رحمة واحدة وأمسك عنده تسع وتسعين رحمة فبها يتراحمون وبها يتعاطفون وبها يتباذلون وبها يتزاورون وبها تحن الناقة وتثج البقرة وتثغ الشات وتتابع الطير وتتابع الحيتان في البحر that Allah created a hundred portions of His mercy. One portion of God's mercy was put, and it is that one one hundredth, the one one hundredth, one, one portion out of a hundred portions of God's mercy that makes his whole world go round. That's why a mother loves that's why we have friends and family. That's why you see the animal taking care of its offspring of the love, all of the mercy, all of the compassion, all of the kindness that you see in this world is a result of one one hundredth of Allah's mercy. فَإِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ تِلْكَ الرَّحْمَةَ إِلَى مَا عِنْدَهُ وَرَحْمَتُهُ وَأَوْسَعُ And on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then shower humanity with the remaining 99 portions of His mercy. In rahmati, and that's what Allah says, Wa rahmati shay," That my mercy encompasses everything. So in this verse, Allah is reminding us: greet the people, salamun alaykum, and then start off by helping them understand by talking to them about Allah's mercy. That's the first lesson of Islam. Is Allah's mercy. Man amila minkum bi jahala. That anyone who has made a mistake, and it says made a mistake through ignorance, Ibn Abbas and Al Hasan Al Basri, and they all explained, jahala just means that they 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 didn't know what to they didn't know any better. So anyone who has made a mistake, min بَعْدِهِ and then they repent wa aslaha and they correct their ways, فَأَنَّهُ rahim, then know that indeed God is forgiving and He is merciful. So this is the greeting with one another is such a powerful thing that represents the peace and blessings from Allah. It represents tranquility. It represents the mercy of Allah. And it represents the forgiveness of Allah. So this is a reminder from the Qur'an about what exactly is the meaning and the purpose behind the peace and the greetings that we share with one another and how to share those greetings amongst one and that this will create greater harmony and tranquility within the community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to practice everything that's been said and heard. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanaka Allahum wa la ilaha illa anta nasagfiruka wa natubu